In the fall of 1977, Billy Milligan committed multiple crimes against women near the Ohio State campus, including the robbery, kidnapping, and rape of four women. Luckily, one of the victims was able to identify Billy from a mugshot, and he was arrested a mere 13 days after the first attack in his string of crimes. But here's the strange part. Billy claimed he was innocent. Psychologists discovered he had at least 10 different personalities living inside his head, and the real culprits were two of those alters. A 23-year-old man from Yugoslavia named Reagan robbed the women, and the real rapist was a 19-year-old female alter who called herself Adelana. She claimed she raped the women so she could feel close to somebody. As for Billy, he said he didn't remember any of it. Ultimately, a judge believed him. He was the first man in U.S. history to be found not guilty by reason of insanity based on disassociative identity disorder. And you've got to hear his story. I'm Chris, and this is True Crime Recaps. If you're fascinated by true crime, but don't have the time to do a deep dive into every case, Amy and I are here bringing you all the crime in half the time every week. If that sounds good to you, I hope you'll take a second to give this a like and hit subscribe and the bell so you never miss a recap. And before we jump into this story, we want to point out that while the man in question was clearly troubled, it's important to remember not all people with this diagnosis are violent, okay? So with that, let's go back to October 1977. The university rapes followed the same pattern. A woman would be taken to an isolated area at gunpoint and raped. Then she'd be forced to write him a check for cash or hand over her credit cards. When police caught up to Billy, they found handcuffs, a gun, stolen credit cards, and running clothes in his apartment that linked him to the attacks. But right away, it was obvious that this was not going to be your typical open-and-shut case. The officer who arrested him testified that it was like talking to different people, and when he was questioned at the county jail, he had a bizarre response. He said, Billy's asleep. I'm David. The term disassociative identity disorder is a relatively new name for what used to be called multiple personality disorder. And while there are some differences between the two disorders, they generally describe the same condition. As a way of coping, people who are exposed to a lot of trauma as kids sometimes develop multiple personalities with different histories, behaviors, ages, and voices. It's a controversial diagnosis. And should someone accused of a crime be able to claim that essentially someone else did it using their body? But that's exactly what Billy's legal team was saying. Psychologists believe that Billy had, quote, been asleep for at least seven years before his arrest. At first, they believed he had fragmented into 10 personalities. Later, they discovered he actually had 24 different people living in his head. Each of them had their own names, likes, dislikes, different nationalities, different voices, and varying degrees of intelligence. And Billy hadn't been aware of any of them. When it came to the crime spree, psychologists believe a 23-year-old Yugoslavian man named Reagan took over Billy's consciousness to commit the robberies. Then, he was pushed out of the driver's seat by a 19-year-old lesbian named Adelana. It was her who kidnapped and raped the women. But was it true? 
The victims said Billy was pretty chatty during the attacks. He told them a lot of wild stories about his background, his criminal past, and his travel plans. Things like he was a rich businessman who usually drove a Maserati, or he was jetting off to Algiers after the attack, or that he had killed three people. According to the Columbus Monthly, one woman said he told her she should tell the police she was attacked by Carlos the Jackal. Usually people with dissociative identity disorder experience a trigger event that causes the fracture to their conscious and its split into other personalities. Investigators and psychologists who examined Billy believe that his trigger event was ongoing physical and sexual abuse at the hands of his stepfather throughout his childhood. He said he was tortured on the man's farm and his mother and siblings testified that his childhood was full of horror. But... His stepfather repeatedly denied these claims, and he was never charged. But teachers remember Billy as a strange, quiet child who would often go into trance-like states. According to author Daniel Keyes, who wrote The Minds of Billy Milligan, the altars fought over control of what they called the spot, meaning his consciousness. A few of the altars who revealed themselves to psychologists before the trial included Arthur. He was British, smart, and usually the one in control of who got to take over the spot. Then there was Reagan. He was the one blamed for the robberies. He was also very strong, and he was the one in charge of protecting Billy while he was in jail. You also know Adelana already. She was the lesbian teenager who claimed to rape the women for human contact. Another female was Christine. She was known as a cheerful child. Her older brother was Christopher. Alan was a con man who could talk the group out of whatever trouble they had gotten into. There was Tommy, otherwise known as the escape artist with a knack for technology. Arthur would also suppress other personalities known as undesirables. They included a Brooklyn thug named Philip, another criminal named Kevin, an Australian named Walter who liked to hunt, another female named April whose only goal was to kill Billy's stepfather, a mentally challenged deaf child named Sean, and Mark who they used to do any hard labor. After Billy was found not guilty, he was committed and doctors set to work trying to fuse his personalities so he would be Billy again. It worked to varying degrees of success, but in 1986, he escaped the hospital and fled to Bellingham, Washington. Somehow, he managed to build a fake identity using the name Christopher Carr. And, as Christopher, he moved in with a man named Michael Madden. That only lasted about two months before Michael disappeared. He was last seen on September 15, 1986. Days later, Billy sold his car and claimed Michael had given it to him because he owed him money. He was also caught cashing Michael's disability checks. He ran to Florida where police finally caught up to him and returned him to the hospital. Billy was never charged with Michael's disappearance and the poor guy has never been found. Two years later in 1988, doctors decided he was sufficiently fused and didn't pose a significant threat to the public, so he was released. He lived the rest of his life rather quietly, except, of course, when given the opportunity to work with famous Hollywood stars on telling his story. And before he died in 2014, Billy worked closely with a number of big-name directors to bring his story to life. At one point, Leonardo DiCaprio was going to play Billy. But, as of 2021, the movie that was originally planned has been converted to a television series instead, with Tom Holland, your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, expected to fill the role of Billy.
And last year, Netflix released a four-part docuseries about Billy's crimes and trial called Monsters Inside, The 24 Faces of Billy Milligan. Sadly, with all the interest in Billy's unusual condition, his actual victims became more like a footnote. So, do you think he should have been held responsible for the crimes committed in 1977? Or do you think the judge made the right decision in finding him not guilty? Interestingly, according to the A&E True Crime blog, the Hillside Strangler tried using this same defense. He fooled four psychologists into believing the murders were committed by an alternate personality named Steve Walker. But, ultimately, other doctors proved him wrong and he was found guilty. Let us know what you think of Billy's case in the comments, and thanks for spending your time with me today. We hope to see you back here for another recap soon. Until then, take care.